views and opinions expressed on this program are those solely of its speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of WMUA, its management board, or the board of trustees of the University of Massachusetts. Go to win! Deep three for the win! She banks it in! That was incredible! The three, it's good! And the foul! Welcome to UMass Women's Basketball on WMUA Sports and UMassAthletics.com. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into the UMass Women's Basketball Show here on WMUA 91.1 FM. I'm Ryan Beaton alongside Cam Seibert. We're here in the John Francis Kennedy Champion Center alongside head coach of the Minute Women, as always, Tori Verdi. Coach, how are you doing this morning? I'm great. Obviously, coming off a win, so... Uh, Every every morning that you wake up uh, after that win or a win, you know you feel pretty good. So, yep. um, glad glad that I could be here. In the past, we've heard you say that games could have gone better if maybe all the players were on the same page at during one game last night. I think it's fair to say that did happen. Three double digit scores. Yep other contributors how important is it for different players to come in clutch at different times you know it it, it, it is it's, it's very important you know and and you know we don't have that one player is gonna you know uh, be able to be consistent where we're knocking down you know 26 points per game somebody else at 18 and so you know we we got to score by committee and um you know it's great to have uh, you know three players in double double digit scoring and you know it just comes at uh, great times you know and and you know i felt uh, you know we're struggling a little bit in the second period but uh, man, we came out in the third period and uh, we went on a tear. And uh, we, we were sharing the basketball. We were creating for ourselves and for others, and and so it was fun to watch. Yeah, you guys went into the half down by nine, and then, like you said, you came out that third quarter and actually won the third quarter by twenty points. It seemed like they were mixing things up defensively. So, what were like the changes at half, and how great was it to see that those changes went right into effect? Yeah, I mean, I, we we came out and, and made some you know adjustments defensively, and you know just tried to get them out of their comfort zone a little bit, and you know just change the momentum of the game, you know, and um, and we did that. You know, I thought we were you know flying around, and our zone was buzzing, and you know, uh, you know I, I think it created some confusion, got them out of their comfort zone, um, you know, just put them, you know, in some bad positions where they were turning the ball over, and then we were able to get some runouts and, and get some one-legged layups on the other end, and, you know, but then more importantly, I, I thought we did a great job executing half court, you know, and, and we were able to get their defense to scramble a little bit, find the open shooter, um, and, and then knock down shots. We were getting the same shots, you know, uh, in the second period. We just weren't knocking them down, you know, and, and so, um, and, and then we turned the ball wall that we turned the ball over also in the second period to where, you know, they were able to go on a little run and get some confidence. But uh, I'll tell you what, the second half was was a lot of fun. We saw Breehampton Bay uh, leading the team in minutes yesterday. I think it was 36 minutes. Uh, taking a backseat running point guard to Philoxy and Perry, are we starting to see maybe a transition into more of a shooting guard type role yeah uh definitely you know and 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 you know um you know breed does a great job of attacking the rim and so you know we're exploring some different things and um you know we, we know with, with those three guys out on the floor um you know we're really quick um and, and you saw that you know we were quicker to ball last night we we're able to get you know offensive rebounds um several offensive rebounds i believe we had 21 um total offensive rebounds if i'm if i'm not mistaken but um but again you know so we're, we're, we're quicker to the ball and you know we're were able to you know run a jump and create some havoc and and i thought those guys uh did a really nice job uh so 
Yeah, we talked to you in practice this week, and you told us a little bit about how important it was for you guys to do the little things to box out and to hustle for loose balls. In a game last night, they shot you guys shot 37% field goal percentage, and they had 46. So you didn't necessarily outshoot the other team, but you just outworked them. So how nice was it to see the team? Yeah, like we that? did. You know, and we we I thought we outtoughed them, we outworked them, um, and and it's all those 50-50, you know, you know balls, um, you know, that we weren't coming up with, and we we eventually got them last night. I, I thought our players um, did a great job of you know of uh, of attacking um, you know offense rebounds and diving on loose on loose balls and playing the game the way it should be. Played played and uh you know when 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 you do all those little things you know they add up to big things and uh, again gave us second chance opportunity points um you know and, and there were you know there was possessions where we got two and three offense rebounds and then we finally scored off of it so um again you know i thought our effort was off the charts um and uh, our will to win um was where it need needed to be and you know i talk i talk to our players all the time that you know where we are right now in the standings and the race and in the a10 you know we have to play and and we got to be desperate and, and we were definitely desperate enough you know to do all those things but that's how we need to play each and every single game and you know we're still learning and, and, and I say that, you know, but you look at our personnel, you know, Destiny Floxy plays a ton of minutes, you know, uh, she's a freshman. Breham Bay, even though she played a lot of minutes as a freshman, she's a sophomore. Anil, she's a freshman. Jess Nelson, she's a freshman, you know, and, and so, you know, we have a lot of players on the floor, you know, that, that are relatively young. Um, and, and don't have that experience. And so that's where we're always talking about, you know, we're so inconsistent, you know, but, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, through all these ex- uh, experiences, you know, these guys continue to grow and develop. Um, and then obviously, you know, I think it will propel our program and move it in the right direction. Last night we saw some lineups featuring one big down low, a couple guards and a forward maybe playing the stretch role a little bit. So I talked to you last year a little bit about what your future, what your vision for the future of this team was, and kind of positionless basketball. Sure. How much was that a glimpse into the future? Yeah, you know, um, uh, again, we wanted to stretch it out a little bit. We wanted, you know, we knew that we could get by them. Um, you know, we, we felt that they they would struggle containing our dribble penetration, um, and uh, you know, at times too, you know, they did a pretty good job of, you know, they were they were showing man, um, and then on our play on our play calls, um, you know, they went zone because they knew that they couldn't defend and, and contain dribble penetration and you know but uh, I thought our, our players did a great job of getting downhill um, getting them to collapse defense and then driving and kicking uh, to open shooters I thought Haley Lydell got a ton of open looks a ton of open looks and, and she didn't knock them down the first half uh, but but she definitely did um, in the second half when it, when we needed them some really unbelievable statistics here. First time without a turnover since January 16th uh, versus George Mason. That was in the third quarter last night. I know last show I talked to you about turnovers. You said you would do your, you would preach uh, limiting them. That's exactly what happened in this game. Also, 21 offensive rebounds converted into 13 points. That was the first time with 21 since January 18th, 2018. So obviously a big statistical game. It seemed like you guys didn't necessarily, if you didn't necessarily convert the offensive boards into points, uh, which you guys did, you still kept the ball away from Duquesne. I guess I'll ask simply, how did your team get 21 offensive rebounds? Yeah, I, I, you know, we were just, like I said, you know, I, I think with our lineup, we were quicker. We were quicker to the ball and, you know, um, shot one up and, and we just went after it. It was like one of those things where it's like it needed to be ours. And, and they were relentless. And, and I thought Haley Lydell and Breham DeBay, who I believe combined for 10 or 11 of them, you know, did a great job for us. Um, and, and that's what they need to do. You know, we have two people that go back. They're, they're called our safeties, you know, defensively. And then 
then the other three uh, players on the floor need to fly to the boards and and try to come up with with, with those uh, offensive rebounds to give us you know the opportunities to score and get second chance opportunity points. But you know you you did mention the turnovers and you know last you know two can two games prior to Duquesne you know we turned the, we turned the ball over 19 and, and and 20 times and you know we can't do that you know we can't have the, the that you know those turnovers and um you know we had nine i believe at half last night you know and we talked about those you know we talked about that at halftime and you know the fact that we came out and only had three and only three in the third in the fourth period uh none in the third period you know just you know our, our kids did a great job of taking care of the basketball um and 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 when you don't turn the ball over um obviously it's going to put you in a position uh to be successful and 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 we were just that last night how nice is it to see Captain Jess George step up at such a huge time in the game and give the whole team kind of like a momentum push there in the third? Yeah, she definitely did. You know, she hit some big shots, you know, um, and uh, it, it makes up for, you know, some of those silly turnovers that, that, that she had and, and some defensive uh, struggles. But uh, um, I probably shouldn't have gave her that shout-out. But anyways, <laughs> um, I, I could do that because, you know, uh, the things that Jess does for us on a daily basis, is, it's unbelievable. But um, those shots... Um, you know, those got us going, you know, and again, you know, it creates momentum. It becomes contagious. Um, and then, you know, and, and it got her going. And in, in, in the last couple of games that we've lost, you know, we didn't get that offensive production from her, you know, and, and we need that from her. And, um, you know, she can't only have, you know, three field goal attempts or four field goal attempts. You know, she, she's got to be a little bit more aggressive offensively. But I thought our players did a great job of finding her. Um, and she did a great job of knocking down shots. Well, I think we're still basking in this win from yesterday. I guess we'll turn our heads a little bit towards the future Sunday against URI, play for K theme. Could you describe a little bit just the importance of coaching in that game and what it means to you? Yeah, I mean, any time, you know, you get the opportunity to play, um, you know, for K, you know, it's important. You know, you look at that, you know, the disease, you know, uh, in cancer, and, and, and it's affected everyone. I'm sure everybody around the country knows someone, you know, um, whether it's a direct family me- member, uh, immediate family member, or, or, or or a distant relative or, or a friend or something like that. And, you know, um, and, and it's a de- uh, disease that we're battling. So, you know, anytime we could bring some awareness to it, then it's a great cause. Um, you know, obviously myself, you know, and my family, you know, were d- directly affected, you know, by it. My, my wife, you know, uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer last year, you know, and so we've been through it all. And I don't wish it upon anybody. And, um, you know, so anytime that, you know, we could get together um, and, and for a great cause like this, and bring attention to it and and try to raise money and and uh, and so forth you know i i think it's something um you know uh, that is truly great so um but again you know uh we still got to continue to talk about it. we got to continue to raise money um be, because this is something that uh, is, is truly a devastating uh disease and and something that we got to figure out um, down the road coach thank you so much for your answers this morning we want to thank you for coming on the show yeah thanks for having me guys absolutely when we come back we will discuss some more minute women basketball stay tuned on wmua 91.1 fm this is umass athletic with so many people taking pain medications on a daily basis doctors of chiropractic are reminding everyone suffering from pain from joints muscles, ligaments, and tendons, as well as chronic pain that there is a proven, non-surgical, drug-free, natural approach to pain management. Chiropractic care. 
Chiropractic provides pain relief without side effects and without over-the-counter medications. Visit your chiropractor and find one near you at masschiro.org. Hi, this is Coolio. I have it, you have it, we all have it. It's called blood. And every three seconds, someone needs blood. Each year, four million people need blood transfusions. You can help by becoming a blood donor. It's fast, simple, and safe. One donation from you can save up to three lives. Be a lifesaver. Call 1-866-FROM-YOU. That's 1-866-376-6968. Toll free to find out where you can donate and save a life today. Interested in joining WMUA, the student-run college radio station at UMass Amherst? Whether you're interested in pursuing a career in broadcast journalism, you have a passion for music, or you're just looking for a space on campus to call your own, WMUA is the place for you. From music and news to sports and public affairs programming, students of all majors and interests are encouraged to contact us today. To find out how to get involved, email us at production at WMUA.org and tell us what you're all about. Before you know it, it'll be your voice broadcasting here on 91.1 WMUA, the radio voice of UMass Amherst. Welcome back to UMass Women's Basketball. Another Friday morning here at the John Francis Kennedy Champion Center. We are hopefully expecting strength and conditioning coach Ferris Al-Ali to stop by later on on the show. He's actually got a meeting right now. Uh, it's possible he does stop in later, but for now we have none other than Ryan Gallant, the SID for women's basketball. Ryan, how are you doing this morning? Hi, guys. Good to see you. It's great Good to morning. have you on again, like always. Um, looking ahead towards URI, I think you know this is a team that hasn't done necessarily that well but again we've talked all season about the inconsistency of the a10 i guess i just wanted to grab your thoughts ryan on uh how this roadie team is looking yeah right you know as you said it you know and, and we've talked about it before the the level of parity in the atlantic 10 this year is is something that you know I, I don't think folks have seen in quite a while um you know we were talking about it before the show about how duquesne was picked to win the league during the preseason and uh you know, you kind of take that, you know, not to discount that Duquesne is certainly a, a, a very talented basketball team, but, you know, at the same time, VCU was picked to finish sixth, and here they are 9-1 in the standings, top of the league. Um, so there's you know, there's a lot of, it's, it, it, I think some would, would kind of describe the league as an open door this year. Um, that said, you know, Rhode Island, 2-8 and eight in the league right now, has lost six in a row, but, you know, one thing that Haley Liddell had, had talked about over the course of the week is, you know, coming into last night, you know, UMass needed to play with a sense of desperation for a win. And I think that's what we're going to see out of Rhode Island here on Sunday. Yeah, and we Cam was talking yesterday about sort of, I mean, you touched upon the inconsistency of the A-10. Cam brought up yesterday during the broadcast that the Minute Women had, uh, you know, an upset win against Davidson. So we know the A-10 can, you know, be anyone's game. Um Cam, I guess, what are your thoughts going into Sunday's game as well? Yeah, I mean, I think it was great to see the uh, Minute Women play with such desperation last night. They were, they were definitely showing that they needed that win, and they did whatever they could to get it done. We heard Coach talk about in practice doing the little things, and they definitely boxed out, got offensive rebounds, and didn't even necessarily outshoot the other team last night, but just outworked them. We saw 
all kinds of guards in, in the paint working hard for offensive rebounds, something that you like to see, not necessarily the big men. So, yeah, I think uh, they're playing right now with a sense of urgency, and I think they carry that over into URI. Yeah, offensive rebounds were a huge key for them. Ryan, I know you handed me a piece of paper earlier that says the first time they had 21 offensive rebounds since January 18th, 2018. Obviously, an impressive statistic. Uh, I don't know what else you can say about that. And we were talking about, you know, with Coach a little bit, you know, before the show about, you know, just down the stretch how, you know, UMass would get a shot off and, and essentially, you know, in, in part use offensive rebounds to milk the clock down yeah. the stretch, you know. You you get you you miss a shot, but you get an offensive rebound. You have a fresh thirty, fresh thirty seconds. Milk that down, then you get a tie up on a held ball. UMass has the arrow at that point. Yeah. Um, so it, it was it was definitely something that you know that, that played a big role um, in coming out with that win last night against again a team that was picked to win the Atlantic Tender in the preseason and a very talented basketball team at that. Yeah, I mean they got out shot by you know the the Dukes last night, but like you said, they definitely drained a lot of clock. I know. Cam brought that up at one point that, you know, they did score, I believe it was 13 points, uh, second second chance points off of the offensive rebounds. But yeah, Cam, I know he, you preached sort of just draining the clock and, you know, keeping the ball away from a team that can shoot really well. I know, what were your thoughts? We watched Amagroso play last night. She was an unbelievable three-point shooter. What do you think? Yeah, right. at, at times when, it, when the Minute Woman started to pull away a little bit, Amagroso, it seemed like they would go to her and she was just ready to take the shot every time. Like a, a one play, I remember, wasn't even necessarily set up for her. She kind of got the ball a few steps beyond the arc and just said, we need a three right now. I'm cocking it. And she threw it up there and knocked it down. She was hitting shots, nothing but net. So she was <laughs> definitely a huge player for them that was keeping them in the game. And there were other players... Uh, Kaylin, I believe, who kept making some big threes at times and they needed to just kind of halt the momentum of the minute woman and it worked to keep them in the game. And at, to- and at the end of the game, when they're only down by three, it was a little nerve-wracking. You think that there's definitely a chance they could knock one down. Luckily, the minute woman played great defense at the end, giving up the uh, easy layup and just making sure they held down the three when they were up by three. So, Yeah, and Ryan, I guess I'll ask you this. Um, Destiny Phloxy got her first start last night, first career collegiate start. You know, we, we know she's been proving herself all season, sort of, you know, just getting her name in, in the papers, getting her name in the articles. We know that she's she's very confident in her abilities. Um, you know, how, how, how great is it to see her finally make her way into the scene and be in the starting lineup? Destiny's definitely a flashy kid. I think that would be an understatement, a kid that goes out there and, and plays with energy every single minute that she's on the floor. Um, certainly a, a family tie there, fellas. I don't know if, if you all are familiar with, with Destiny's you know, family, but her sister Selena actually plays basketball at Seton Hall um, down there in the Big East. So, uh, a basketball family. You know, her and her sister were very highly regarded. You know, in in, in the New York high school. Uh, they played together in high school, I believe. AAU right? basketball, yeah, down in New York City and in, uh, in Queens. Um, so, two very talented basketball players. But to get back to your original question, fellas. Yeah. Uh, you know, nine points, two rebounds last night. First start. Um, you know, and this is a freshman who who gets out there and and just you know as we talked about played with energy every single plot every yeah. single minute she's on the floor, and as, as a freshman, uh, so it's re- really really excited to see, you know, as her development continues over the next couple of years, what she could turn into here at UMass and really as a, as a leader on this team on the on the floor. Yeah, and just to touch on that a little bit, I mean, we see her making some some of the toughest shots she's made all season last night, contested shots off the wrong foot. Even hitting a, a big three at one point, I remember just kind of sizing up her defender. She gave her a little extra space, so she just pulled it and nailed it. 
uh, yeah, we, we see her energy, energy from every player last night, a couple and ones, Bree Hampton Bay gets an and one and is firing up the bench. Things like that are just so key in a game where momentum was obviously playing a major role. The men and women grabbed that momentum and kind of hang on, hung on to it all the way to the end. So, yeah, I mean, Destiny, it was great to see her coming to her own. So. Yeah, and I think if you're coach, it's only a matter of time before, you know, you maybe do start incorporating incorporating her into the starting lineup. Uh, she's been in and out of the A-10 top five field goal percentage all season long. I think she's still in there now. Uh, so just a player that really is, is willing to make baskets, make baskets in clutch moments. And like you said, it's awesome to see her sort of fire up the bench. You know, when she makes a big shot, she's going to she's gonna flaunt it and get the bench going. And I think that says a lot because, you know, it, 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 spark, it sparks something on the bench and it sparks other players to sort of match your performance level. And I think she's, she's always bringing it day in, day in and day out. Yeah, I think another player too, and we, we mentioned it a little bit on the broadcast that was kind of going under the radar for the minute woman was Vashni Perry, who made three threes out of the three she took last night. She gave some valuable minutes, and again, it was a matter of players just not having their hand up on defense and, and minute women just taking advantage of it, pulling the shots when they had them. Jess George a few times too, sizing up the, her defender and just no hand up, so she was going to shoot it. Haley Lidell, we saw that a little bit too. So yeah, it was just really, it was, it was individual outbursts that were coming at the right times, like Jessica George and Haley Lidell back-to-back that were uh, key in this game for giving right. the women the push. I think running point on this team can really be a selfless job with all the shooters around the arc. So the fact that, you know, Vashni Perry was able to still go three for three while facilitating the entire offense, is, you know, speaks to her ability to be, you know, a team player and come up in, in huge roles, so... And even along with the guard play, there was, there was great uh, interior play, too. We don't usually see a lot of interior scoring from the minute women necessarily, but Anil, got, Anil Soisel got some great baskets down low, cutting to the rim. And uh, Jess Nelson also was getting in the right spots, and she was getting found down low. She had a, an and one, I believe, so she was getting to the line, too. So definitely some good production from them down low. 26 points in the paint, fellas. So, yeah. I mean, just in, in, in general down there, it was uh, yeah that, that stood out last night. Yeah, to me, I think Nelson had definitely a breakout game i think there there were points where you know the guard the guard position the shooting guard position is so important on this team that sometimes the bigs can get left out i thought they definitely made themselves be heard last night nelson did an excellent job of not only you know scoring points in the paint uh she would you know get the foul calls and i think she had at least one really impressive block so you know, playing two ways, defensively being really impressive. Uh, definitely liked what I saw out of the bigs last night. Yeah, you talk about how their role maybe can go a little underappreciated. They they do a great job setting screens, too, and using their bodies to get other players open. Um, and it's interesting to know, too, we talked a little bit about it, and Nil almost had a three ball that everybody wanted to see be a three ball. Everyone was so excited to see. I think we called it as a three. Yeah, yeah we, we did call it air. as a three. I guess her foot was a little bit on the line, but... Yeah, that was uh, definitely a highlight of the game as well. Yeah, if that's the three that I remember, quote-unquote, yeah, three. Yeah. The folks at home can't see me because this is radio, but um, I, if I recall correctly, the officials did look at that one just to, you know, make sure. sure. And, uh, you know, it ended up being a two. Yeah. So. It was close, and, I mean, she got an open look. So um, you love that a player like Anil has that confidence that, you know, if I do get an open look, I'm not going to be afraid to maybe shoot the long ball and, you know, help get this team right back in the game because – you know, it's and not only that, but it's such a such a sort of spark on the bench. You get everyone going. I think that honestly might have been the most excited I saw the bench the entire night when they saw her sort of pull up from long range. 
Yeah, and we talked about the offensive rebounds. Coach talks a little bit about it, but it's just so impressive to see not necessarily uh, post players grabbing all the boards. It was Bree Hampton Bay and Haley Lydell who were really hustling down low to try to grab boards, getting positioning, and if they didn't didn't have positioning, tipping the ball out to a player or no, knowing that the Dukes were packing the paint so they could tip it out to somebody to try to get an extra possession, which they did so many times. So Right, and really, I mean, Haley Lydell probably wouldn't have that guard forward hybrid she wouldn't have the forward part of her position if she didn't pull in all those rebounds that's what makes her that hybrid she's always willing to go up and get those rebounds uh as opposed to just being the sharpshooter that you know we already know she is uh so she does an excellent job of sort of facilitating both of those roles last night she got six offensive rebounds four defensive rebounds uh more offensive boards than defensive um she had 10 tip rebounds so really i mean 34 minutes that's just going to give you exactly what your team needs to sort of get as many points as yeah, possible. Haley played a vital role last night. She didn't necessarily shoot the ball very well in the first half, but she was confident enough to keep shooting and to keep putting up shots when she had open looks, and it, it paid off for her in the end. She also made some huge free throws at the end of the game to put the lead up to three so that the, uh, the Dukes had to make a three in the end. So, yeah, she definitely played a vital role and kept shooting, kept with it, and didn't give up on herself, which is great to see, so. Yeah, and I know we keep kind of doing a whip around of all the players here, but why not? It was such a you know great all-around performance on the team. Hennessy Rivera, a lot of people forget, you know, she kind of early first quarter, I think she dropped an immediate five points right off the bat, you know, setting that precedence. Uh, you know, I think, Ryan, that was something that you noted in the, the post-game article. I mean, how did you how did you see Hennessy last night? It was definitely an early spark there, fellas. You know, and one, one thing about Henny is, you know, she can get out there and, you know, bursts of just tremendous basketball. And we saw that early on last night. Uh, I think she knocked down an open three and then went to the line for an and one. Um, you know, gave gave the minute women the spark that, that they needed. And unfortunately, it didn't quite carry into the second quarter. Uh, you know, Duquesne rallied back and, and took the lead into halftime. But, you know, certainly uh, set the stage. I think, you know, early on was one of the unsung heroes of the night. Interesting, too, uh, you look at last year's game where the Minute Women had the lead and then the Dukes went on a run. It was a similar game this year where the Mass, UMass got the lead in the second half and then the Dukes kind of started to put together a little bit of a run. Didn't know if it was going to be uh, like the same, a repeat yeah, of yeah, last yeah. year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of thought of that after the game, but um, definitely great to see that the Minute Women maintain the lead and, and halt any push from the Dukes. Uh, kind of funny that's the exact opposite of last year. You know, the three point this time UMass goes up by three points. You know, they, they missed, they weren't able to get, you know, a three ball off. I think they actually went for the layup trying to go for two. But, you know, it's good to see sort of the role reversal this year, sort of bouncing back from last year. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, Cam, you said it before, we were just touching upon Henesis. Uh, I know you say all the time she's the ultimate triple threat sort of, you know, she can do it all type player. She only got 15 minutes, but I think the 15 minutes that she was in, she made the most of. And that's sort of her role on this team now uh, more than ever. She's she's definitely a team player, and, you know, she'll make the most of whatever playing time she gets. Yeah, she's a spark off the bench, and like you said, she's so great in the triple threat. When, when you have her one-on-one and she still has dribble at her disposal, it's like she can shoot it over you, she can go right by you, and, and she can pass the ball too, so... Yeah, I mean, it's it's you can't say enough about how versatile she is as a threat. Well, fellas, I know uh, we're starting to hit the, the last couple of minutes of the show, but, you know, taking a look at Rhode Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know, we talked about them a little bit earlier. That this is a team that's, you know, going to be coming into the Mullen Center on Sunday hungry for a win. Yeah. Um, you know, coming off a loss to LaSalle, 77-71 this past Wednesday. And, 
uh, team that you know that UMass swept down uh, two games that they uh, crossed past last year. A Haley Lodell buzzer beater down at the Ryan Center down in Kingston, Rhode Island, last year, uh, and closed the regular season with a 87 to 50 win here at the Mullins Center. But that said, you know it's still. Rhode Island is not going to necessarily, you know, be an easy opponent for the Minute Women. Three, you know, three double-digit scorers for the Rams. Uh, you know, despite being two and eight in the league. Um, you know, but one thing we talked about all year is parity. You know, mm-hmm. it's it could be anyone's game. You know, you see St. Joe's goes and beats Davidson the other night, sixty-six uh, fifty-four. It's it's going to be an entertaining weekend. And as Coach had talked about. Uh, you know, with the, with the cause for Play for K coming up on Sunday, it'll be really special. So yeah. I hope you all are wearing pink on Sunday. Yeah, and I guess I'll just get my last two cents in. Uh, we hope everyone will be, you know, showing up to the Mullen Center wearing pink. And, you know, that, that Play for K game just means so much for this program. Uh, this team knows how to win. You know, they, they were just on that three-game slide, Massachusetts, that is. They were just on that three-game slide. They get this win. I think everyone's feeling really good today, and I don't think they're willing to give up that feeling just yet. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you can see how comfortable they were also playing at home and you could just see that they were building the momentum that they needed to build at this time in the season, playing with, like we talked about, a sense of urgency, which you should have in every game. So yeah, I, th- I think they need to carry that over into the next one. And like we talk about, this is one that means a lot to the team. So we mm-hmm. expect them to give their all. So with that being said, that pretty much wraps up uh, this Friday's coaches show. As always, we want to, you know, thanks Ryan. Thank Ryan Gallant for stopping by and contributing his little analysis and uh we want to thank everyone for tuning in to the umass women's basketball show special thanks to coach verdi for stopping by uh you can expect to hear from us every friday morning at 11 as we wrap up the week in umass women's basketball uh until then take care continue listening to wmua 91.1 fm for our regularly scheduled program this is umass athletics